What happens in between is all about that awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. This episode, I'm really excited for you to hear. Brianna is incredible. She's a dear friend and the insights that she gives are awesome. So just going to get right into it. Today, boop-a-da-boop, I have Brianna Gauze. Do you want your mm-hmm. last name in it? That's cool. It's part okay. of my brand. It's part of the brand. Let's start it over. I'm not going to cut any of this out. That's fine. <laughs> Today, I have Brianna Gauze, who is blessed to be a Philadelphia-based filmmaker, theater maker, painter, and teaching artist. Brianna's mission in life is to create opportunities for love and education to thrive through art. To find out more about her, you can follow her on Instagram at omg underscore presents. Hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, how goes it? Um, I'm pretty good. Um, you know, life of quarantine is interesting. Um, in a good moment of self-discovery. So mm-hmm. I feel like taking it day by day, but generally really good. Yeah. How are you? Uh, good. At the moment of this recording, my birthday is sort of looming heavy over me. <laughs> um, so I'm interacting with that. I've always had a really, um, whatever the opposite of a soft spot is for my birthday. <laughs> hmm Okay. Okay. um, I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to change that as a, I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to change that or if I'm just trying to sort of be like, okay, what do, what do we mean to each other? What is this about? Should it even mean anything? I don't know. If you want it to, but do you let other people celebrate you? I don't know her. (laughs) Great. I'm, well, then I'm, I will just silently celebrate your day for you, um, but not impose my celebration, but I'm glad you exist. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. I'm actually trying really hard to be more vocal about that um, because it is something that I've struggled with where it's like, uh, not that I don't think I deserve, or I, I, it's the double negatives, but here's what I'm trying to say. I do mm-hmm. believe that I deserve in some cases celebration but it's very hard for me to ask for that and also sometimes my brain says everyone knows I'm like throwing out the vibe that I want a surprise party right like everyone's picking up on that right and the answer is no (laughs) not a single person is (laughs) I feel like I go through that constantly I'm just like I don't want to ask but if you love me you would just do it right right but that's not true. Nobody can read your mind. <laughs> no one. And that is the part that I'm trying to remember. So this year, I actually asked my friend to throw me a surprise party. And I was like, here's exactly what I would like. <laughs> surprise me with all of my wishes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's like, I don't know how surprise parties actually happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, how mm-hmm. do you, 
how are you actually deciding that this person would enjoy a surprise party? I feel like it's two ways, two ways to go about it. One is it's like the person who knows you deeply and intimately and like has all the same friends as you and it's easy to like contact all those people and do all the things or you do exactly as you did. And you're like, this is what I want, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> you do this for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I feel good about that. I'm feeling excited. There you go. There we go. Um, back to you though. <laughs> because the show's about you today. You are multi-talented, as we know. Um, what, do you feel like there is one particular title that speaks to your, to you or your work? Um, storyteller is the one that I kind of stick with. Because um, mm -hmm. I feel like I do a lot of different things but I'm telling stories through all of my different mediums. It's just like, which one fits the thing I'm trying to do the best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Have you always been into theater or creating? I have. Um, it's funny because, okay, corny story. Um, Yay. I used to get like bullied as a child and like um those disney channel um commercials where they're just like you know um uh -huh. hey i was bullied too and now i'm famous so yeah. it's okay and i was like thanks disney i needed to hear that message so now i gotta go be a big star so i can tell other kids um that like they can make it too and that <laughs> like was kind of the drive um for most of my theatrical one yearnings uh -huh. um but it, it kind of really did manifest in like everything that I do of just like, I want to be the representation on stage. And then mm -hmm. I didn't like how rooms were being run. So I wanted to direct them so I could create the better environment for all the people. And then mm -hmm. I wanted to have my story told. And so I started writing and painting was just always a thing. <laughs> um, and then filmmaking became a thing because I was writing for theater and somebody asked me to write for film and then I've started picking up cameras. Um, and now producing because I don't want it to just be me. I would love for other people to have the platform to share their stories and put out the things that they want to put out in the world. So it all wraps around the idea of like seeing somebody like you and then wanting to be in a position where you can also like help others elevate through art. Yeah, <laughs> through art. <laughs> I love that. I'm curious on several different fronts. I'm curious, firstly, how has OMG Presents evolved since the last time we talked? And then secondly, what are you working on right now as it pertains to that platform? Mm-hmm. Um, well, since the last time we talked, like, we were on just a walk in the fresh air, so yeah. a pandemic has happened. An entire <laughs> pandemic has, and still is happening. Yeah, um, so I think, like, last time I was telling you about, um, the Black Cloud Festival that mm -hmm. I was planning on, um, producing, which is supposed to be, like, a festival for black artists to showcase like performance work, film work, visual arts. And I was like booking a venue and had contacted all these people and then I s couldn't do it. Um, right. um, and so now um, through COVID, like that's been a thing in the back of my mind of just like how to do this event 
virtually or safely. Um, and then I started like working a few more gigs here and there. So it like drifted. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm literally right back in the mindset of how do I produce the Black Cloud Festival? Like, I feel like that yeah. is the, the biggest thing for me right now mm -hmm. um, for my own production, because I just really, really want to do it, not only for myself to say that I've done it, but because there's so many artists out there who I feel like deserve a platform and deserve like a space to have their work seen and to share their stories and build that community. And I want to make it happen. Like mm -hmm. things can't happen until you make them happen. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. A lesson I've been learning a lot recently is that if you're waiting for someone else to, oh, we just were talking about this. If you're waiting for someone else to read your mind and do what you want to, to see, uh, you're gonna wait a long time. Yeah. So yeah, so I feel like now, um, I discovered that there's some like realtor group in North Philly um, mm -hmm. that is like renting out spaces to artists for free through the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to snag a spot there um, and like maybe do a gallery in person and like live stream some stuff like every night for a week. So that way everybody can go watch it from home. But like during the day, you can go wander safely, distant, um, and in scheduled time slots so I can clean down the whole space in yeah. between people. Um, but it's it feels like I'm slowly starting to like find the keys to like really make it happen. Because mm -hmm. um, I really want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What keeps you motivated to move, to act, to create? Um... In all honestly, it feels like my purpose in life, like me and my good man, JC, um, keep having these conversations about like my dreams and accomplishments and like the plans that he has for me and they involve like producing and telling my story. Um, and so I feel like every opportunity I'm given is a blessing and they mm -hmm. all lead to the next thing that brings me to like my ultimate goal. like. OMG Studios and OMG Presents and artwork are all just like branches that right now are starting with me. But as long as I keep um, making work under those names, then they can expand and I can continue to like help other people make work and make that work more inclusive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the process of understanding your purpose? <laughs> for a friend <laughs> I mean I, again really for me it's just like having a personal relationship with God because um, mm -hmm. that's what drives me and keeps me going mm -hmm. um, but truly like when I talk to other people about like um, helping them find what sparks joy for them mm -hmm. I think that's that's usually where I start is like what feels exciting for you like what are the things that you do that um make you really really happy or like you're like i might be accounting because accounting is a thing that i do but does it bring you joy like do you enjoy accounting um or do you enjoy that like story that you've been writing off to the side is that like your is it a guilty pleasure don't feel so guilty about it just do it mm -hmm. um like something so interesting to me is like when people come up to me and they're just like oh you're the artist like uh, I wish like back in my day I was an artist and then I gave it up because it wasn't 
like a real dream of mine and it's like but you could still do it like if that's still a thing that you want to do then pursue it like mm -hmm. nothing i feel like every day you have the opportunity to like follow your dreams and do what you want um and for me i keep taking those leaps of faith and they keep working like mm -hmm. who would have guessed i could have been a working artist um yeah. <laughs> like every college i applied to that was like we're only taking 15 kids in this program and my mom would cry because she was like i don't think you're gonna be one of those 15. Mm -hmm. thanks mom but <laughs> but i eventually i made it and i keep making ways just by doing the thing like if you actively pursue plan a and not putting all your eggs into plan B, then mm -hmm. you see your way through it. Mm, okay. So we're talking about eggs now. We're talking about baskets. Are you one of those people who is um, more inclined towards not having a plan B until plan A is simply impossible? Yeah. Oh. Yes, very much so. And I feel like that's also me as an impulsive person, like I, mm -hmm. I've, in theater, you learn to say yes and, um, and that's just become a lifestyle that I've adopted, um, where I'm like, yes, I will do the thing, and what's the next step, and let me plan for it, and let me make it bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, like, I don't really have plan Bs, I have like, support systems for plan A. So it's oh. like, sure, um, as I was just telling you, like, I just got this new full-time job which is in a theater it's in education so it fulfills my life's mission of creating opportunities for art and education to thrive mm -hmm. uh, for love and education to thrive through art um, <laughs> uh, but also like that's gonna pay bills that's gonna help me like put money into myself that I can then use to like put into my own brand my own business and it that's a support it becomes a support system for like my bigger goal it's not necessarily a side plan um, mm -hmm. but it's part of the plan. Mm. So it's a little bit like, instead of using your cerebral energy to like plan for what could go wrong, it's more so just setting up buffers with an eye to like this, like a singular mission. Yeah. Cause I, and I think, um, something else that I noticed is like when it's supposed to happen, um, all the pieces fall into place. Like, um, even like freelancing, like a lot of my jobs that I was getting would fall one right after another. Or like, this is a daytime rehearsal and this one's on evenings, or this one's just on weekends so I can still work Monday through Friday somewhere else. And it's like, it it all fits into places that make sense. And it, if, if it's not going to work, then it would contradict. If it contradicted with like my ideals or, um, my schedule <laughs> then it's like mm -hmm. a no-go but um or if something did contradict um but it was still meant for me then like we made a way for it to happen like mm -hmm. uh shout out to kelly um who was my boss at the woma and when i would just get like a residency on a farm to go right for a week she was like yeah that sounds like a great opportunity go do it, it's, it i didn't have to say no because it was like no this is part of the whole vision it's part of the whole plan so therefore it will work yeah i will be supported by like my institution and like my own um needs so it yeah yes yeah. did that answer the question yes <laughs> um okay i feel like i'm kind of hearing i'm hearing a lot of confidence um 
maybe not in the way that you might be like that we typically define confidence, but it's certainly like uh, you seem very sure that things are just going to fall into place, as you've said. Uh, shouts to my previous podcast. That's what it was called. <laughs> um, so did you, to say start, I'm, I'm using that term loosely, but like, did you start out this way or have you just over like, has it been over three years of just being like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Things are going to just keep doing this. Like, did you, I don't know. Did you come out the womb with this confidence or did I would, oh, I mean, honestly, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, if you asked like, anybody growing up I was like the bossy kid because it's like I see a thing we should do it that's what's happening and I just make it happen mm -hmm. um and that's still something that I carry with me just like in anything I um I used to say that um oh what is it called I'm gonna it's not this word, but I'm gonna say strive under pressure or friction because it's like if somebody said you can't do this, then I was like, watch me, um, or like girls don't do that thing, and I'm like, watch, bet, I I will do it. Um, like my goals for future careers were always like I'm gonna be the first black youngest female president, or I'm gonna be like um, a black astronaut or a black female wrestler. I want to be the first black female. Um, quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. very much like, whatever um, somebody says you can't do, I'm going to burst through and destroy it all. Um, so I feel like because of that, it always drove me to do the projects that I wanted to do um, and see them through. And honestly, like when I got to Philly and like went to UArts, um, was the first time that I that I didn't have to say, watch me do a thing. Um, because people were like, oh, we believe you. And they just like supported me <laughs> in all my projects and dreams. And I feel like um, that almost knocked my confidence a little bit because I don't know. I was like, what do you mean? I don't have to prove myself. Like, you think I'm cool? You think I do good work? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's that good, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, but um, I feel like uh, I'm slowly, starting to be okay with other people also thinking that my work is good. Like I'm, I'm learning to value myself and know my worth. Um, so that way I can also say, yes, I do deserve these things. I am doing the work and therefore it is well-deserved and now help me do more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I needed the confidence to keep moving. Um, and now that that confidence has taken me to a place that other people are also confident in me, mm -hmm. I can't shut it out you just gotta keep going <laughs> yeah yeah how much of your your behavioral and mental rhetoric do you think is due to being a black woman almost 90 percent of it yeah um because recently like i feel like the 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 bar of black mediocrity has been set um because like before it's just black excellence where it's like you have to be great at this and that's it period um which has always been the thing yeah that, that helped me go forward because it was like people are going to expect less of you so you have to like go above and beyond to prove mm -hmm. that this is what you can't do you have to be exemplary because 
nobody's going to see it coming um and you have to prove them all wrong mm-hmm. um and and it's funny because like even something as small as like fourth grade homework like doing weather charts um and my mom i just wanted to do bad work because <laughs> i was <laughs> like nobody else is doing this this great of a work um it doesn't have to be fedex kinkos mm-hmm. um and she's like, but why, why do you want to be mediocre? Like, if you can do your best, then do your best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's, that's always been a thing that stuck with me is if I can be my best and do my best. Um, but it does still trip me up a little bit sometimes because then when my best is seen as, or when not my best is seen as good, then I'm like beating myself up because I'm like, but I could have done better. Yeah. Um, I'm like, there's so much, it feels like it, it's hindered me from appreciating my own work. Um, but at the same time, it's kept me going um, and made me not settle, which I feel like is okay. But I'm also learning like, it's okay to fail. Like things don't have to be perfect, yeah. but you know, you can do better, so do better. Like don't don't just mess up just cause you can, but. Mm-hmm do the thing okay several things I kind of want to pick out of that the first is what you initially said is that the bar for black mediocrity has been set Mm -hmm. do you mean by that because I think I interpreted it differently at the beginning and the end of your statement okay like the first time I ever heard about black mediocrity was like when Beyonce did um, that Vogue shoot and she asked um, this like young photographer um, who was still really green to like do the shoot for her. And there was like a lot of um, backlash on it because they were like, this person didn't do good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you were given the opportunity to shoot Beyonce and this is what you do. And it was like, Hey, um we don't have to be excellent at everything like everybody needs the opportunity to like start somewhere and then grow Mm -hmm. um or even now like that we're getting like more black tv shows um and not all of them are great um (laughs) and it's like that's okay too um everything we do doesn't have to be like the crown jewel um and when you but because like there was there was the wave of black excellence that has been set and pushed and like now there's opportunity for more mediocre work. Yeah. Yeah, Like now you have the opportunity to start somewhere and grow and like you have the opportunity to fail and keep going. Like it doesn't have to be perfect at every single moment, every single turn. And I think that that type of representation is also needed because it's like, Hey, you're allowed to just exist. Like you don't have to be um, the big black superhero right off the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was just having a conversation with someone about this where there really is no, or there wasn't any middle allowed. <laughs> like you have to be exceptional or you are feeding into, this is in quotes, feeding into um, whatever perception people have of Blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever negative perceptions people have of Blackness. Mm-hmm. And that's really exhausting. It is. Um, And also, when you think of it, um, a genius way to continue to hold us back. Uh, Because if you 
try something and you're not already exceptional, you're not immediately getting accolades, then as a black person, then you can, you can take that and say, well, I'm not the excellence then. I like, I should stop. Yeah, that just brings so much like detriment to like all of our own like mental health and um, well-being because if you feel like you're not good enough, then it's hard for you to want to grow or to even appreciate yourself at where you are and find out your possibilities. And, and I think like the thing about Black excellence to me is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the best, get, the, get all the straight A's. You don't have to be the best painter, the best football player. Like it truly, you don't have to do it all. Like you mm-hmm. can just be the best at the thing that you want to do. It's about like bringing excellence to your everyday life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing the best that you can every day and what you already do. Like you don't have to be the top of the top um, in whatever you think that you have to be. It's just like, what do you want? And then achieve it. Like mm-hmm. do your best to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think step zero to that is what do you want Mm -hmm. Um, not enough people at least early enough in their life are discerning like what they care about versus what in quotes they care about (laughs) do you know what I mean um like all those parents who are just like um you have to be a doctor or you have to be an engineer um because those are gonna like bring you the most money and therefore like is automatically a better position and mm-hmm. then you have people who are like, but I like drawing or I like skateboarding. Like yeah. you can make careers out of those things too. If those are the things that you like and that bring you joy, pursue that. Like it doesn't, yeah. Like start, start where you want to start, mm-hmm. not where somebody else wants you to start. Mm-hmm. So this brings me to the point of doing, doing it for them and as slight context, um, this concept of enough means that there's a benchmark somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Who is setting that benchmark? And how do you know if that's where you should be <laughs> moving towards? You know what I mean? Um, so when you are saying that you do, you want to do your best, is that in everything? Should you be trying to do your best in every single thing? Like really giving it you know, that dish, you're all when you're washing it? Or like, I don't know, how do you discern where where your best is deserved? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and it's, it's funny, because I do believe that, like, you should, you should do your best in everything, like, mm. literally, even in washing dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's not good enough, then you got dirty dishes. And like, all that dirt, that's sitting at the bottom of your pan that you're just letting sit there because you didn't want to put that extra elbow grease in. It's just going to continue to build up until it serves you no purpose. Um, Mm. So I feel like, okay, but here's, okay, here's, here's the other half of that thought. To do your best in all things, you also have to do your best at taking care of yourself. You have to be at your best. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's the idea of once you are full, once you are taken care of, then inevitably, like, you will exude the amount of energy that you have put into yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. 
if you are a battery and you are at full charge, then you can fully use that energy for everything. But if you are constantly sitting at 50%, you're only going to give 50%. If you're sitting at zero, then like, what are you doing? Nothing you do is going to like be useful or fruitful afterwards. Um, your phone has no purpose at zero percent. Um, and so I think the idea of doing enough is, should be set by you. Um, because it's like, what, what is enough for you? Like if you're okay with eating dirt off of your dishes constantly, then sure. If this is good enough for you, then that's good enough for you. But if you don't want to eat dirt on your dishes, mm -hmm. do your best to wash the dishes. <laughs> um, if you want, if you're cool with getting C's, cool. If that's the amount of energy that you want to put into it, great. But if an A means more to you because it'll help you get somewhere else, then go for the A. Put in as much effort as the product that you want to see. But like, you have to set that goal for yourself of what do you want to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, on an overall level, I absolutely agree with you. Um, on like a nitpicky level, I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, a lot of things do not deserve my full attention. <laughs> and um, that is what you're saying, ultimately, right? It's like, you need to mm -hmm. decide what deserves that but i i think if i were to answer the question um i would focus more on not everything deserves your attention then mm -hmm. yeah just because i think it's so so easy especially for myself i've said this before i think on the podcast but like my brain says um there's a problem that exists and i go I, Athena, alone have to fix this. Like, yeah. I'm out of dishes or whatever. I broke all of my dishes. I should learn ceramics. I need new dishes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's obviously Her. ridiculous and yes. unsustainable. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's why I think this past uh, several lifetimes, I've been <laughs> focusing on, like, how can I discern like what, where, where am I best suited? I think that's what it is. It's like, where mm -hmm. is my intention best suited? Well, I think also to go with that is like, yes, and you don't have to um, give your full attention to everything. Mm -hmm. um, especially like, like the first thing I thought about was like arguments. Like mm -hmm. if this is a conversation that is not going to further you or the next person, then you don't have to entertain it. Like, it's okay yeah. to push it to the side. And I think that is still, like, um, you deciding what to give your energy to. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you can't, you can't go 100% in everything. Like, it's still about deciding when is best for what. And, like, yeah. uh, choosing when and where to adapt things. But also, like, learning to take support. Yeah. from other things around you and asking for help because um, that's a new lesson i am also learning myself is like hey just because you can carry those 10 grocery bags inside doesn't mean you have to like i have a roommate now and he's <laughs> also just like let me do the things or like if you're working 10 hours then i will cook like that's okay yeah. it's called equity it's called support 
I'm, he's like, I'm sorry, you've never seen this before, but you should learn um, uh -huh. how to how to accept it. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, right. Clenches. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm like, you mean I don't have control? And it's like, yeah. no, you do. You have you have control over yourself and yeah. your desire to take care of you, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember once I was sitting at a performance um, before it started and my friend that I was sitting next to started sort of like giving me a little like shoulder massage and after like 30 seconds I was like okay cool like thank you appreciate this and they were like well I, well, I don't have to stop and I was like oh but I mean it's like it's no it's totally fine if you want to and they were like I know as an earth sign you don't know how to receive support <laughs> but and I was like oh I feel added. <laughs> I know. I like my chair fell out learning. Yeah, just being like, you deserve it. You deserve love. You deserve as much as love as you put out into the world. Yeah. What, where do we learn this? You know what I mean? Like where, or not, not that you deserve it, but where are we learning the, the, where is it in our psyche that we don't, deserve to be taken care of that we should not accept support? Um, I think uh, society. Um, <laughs> I feel like as Black women specifically, like we're told um, that we have to be independent, um, that you don't need anybody to like fulfill your own dreams. And you're told like nobody's just going to hand you things, so you should just do it. Um, and therefore it's harder for us to accept any other reality that like there are people or systems or organizations that are there to help and support us and mm -hmm. we just have to ask for it or like we think that because we're taking care of everybody else like mm -hmm. um that we it would be too much for us to bear onto somebody else all the burdens that we have and and so like as we were saying earlier, like it's hard for us to, um, nobody can read your mind. Yeah. If you need help, you need to just say it and then mm -hmm. somebody can help you. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you want to talk, you can't just wait for somebody to ask, how's your soul? You should mm -hmm. be like, hey friend, um, I need to do some soul bearing today. And hopefully yeah. if that is a good friend, they will be like, hey, I will make time for you. And if not today, can I make time for you tomorrow? And maybe that's okay. Maybe you go to the next contact if you really got to get it out that day, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like, it feels like that's a social norm that is just taught to us. Um, probably from like watching our parents, watching our loved ones, um, watching how the rest of the world interacts with us. Um, because I, for some reason, oddly enough, when I go into rooms and people are like, lecturing they always look at me like huh. they always feel like I, I guess I bring comfort or um some sort of like groundedness to a person that they're like that's my go-to now I feel like I can let go and it's mm -hmm. like how interesting that that's just what people assume like they I think they just see black women and latch mm -hmm. on and they're just like please take care of me and naturally most of us do <laughs> right right they're like where is your teat <laughs> yeah um, I do just want to give some shouts 
to that day. I don't remember when it was, but that day when you scooped me up off the streets, <laughs> me and dog, <laughs> you took <Yes>. us in. <laughs> and because that was absolutely a day where I needed to bear my soul. And you did ask, to, you know, to your credit, obviously, but also like, then I was like, oh, so maybe I can, if I just pout enough, people will ask. <laughs> but I think that's like specific to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> because I think that's a thing that I also do. So I recognize it in other people. I'm like, hey, do you, do you need to talk? Do you, do you need something? Like, yeah. I know you just came, because you were bringing clothes. Um, I was like, I know you just yeah, came to drop this off, but like, I got time. We could sit down. That's okay. Because mm -hmm. um, I do that to other people. I'm just like, oh, you know, my day's okay. Huh. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that sounds great. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> ask me more. <laughs> yeah, please read the signs. <laughs> but it's like, just say it then. <laughs> yeah. Just say what you need. Because yeah. that's also worked for me. Where it's just like, hey, um, I just need you to like listen to me cry for a half second, and it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most people won't say no. Yeah, that's true. Um, it is, it is very funny how quickly you can call forth uh, whatever you're asking for if you just ask, and mm -hmm. this I think is the secret to that white men have had the whole time where they just ask for what they want and it is given. Yes. And though, though it's not in the same sort of like linear trajectory, what I have found is more or less, like if I say out loud, whether to the universe or to someone else, well, generally when I'm saying it to the universe, I'm saying it to someone else also. Like mm -hmm. I, I was talking to like a coworker about how I wanted to buy um, like a duplex I just like brought it up and she was like, oh, I know someone who, who works only with like young black women, first time homeowners, um, what? blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, I just, I you're the first person I said this out loud to and immediately I got a resource, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's, it is very interesting that it's like, just say it out loud, man. Say it out yeah. loud. I mean, I. I'm a firm believer in speaking everything into existence mm -hmm. um, and that your words have power because there's so many times where, and, and again, that goes back to that confidence of just like, this is what I'm doing and mm -hmm. therefore it will happen. <laughs> if yeah. you say it enough times and it's like, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Do say you what you want. vision board? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. You... Every month I um, do like uh, declarations. Um, so it's like things that I want to see in this month. Um, and most of the time they work out. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's, that's a thing that started in my church because it was just like all night prayer service. So like at the beginning of the year, it's just like declare what you want. In 2019, I saw everything on my list get checked off. So I was like, nice. this works. Um, <laughs> Can I ask, are you, mm, are you realistic about what you're declaring or are you, um, what's the word? Idealistic? Know. Yeah. Both. Mm. 
like sometimes I'll state things that like I know I can do and want to do and it's more just like making it a reality making it a goal instead Mm -hmm. of a dream uh which is why I'm so determined to do this Black Cloud Festival because I'm like it will happen um and then sometimes I like speak things that I wouldn't have thought of like uh again 2019 I was like I will have a car and I will use this car to like help other people get places to take me to places um and then like two weeks later my mom just appeared with this car and was like I'm leaving it with you and I'm like (laughs) really we didn't talk about this at all she just brought me my car from home um and it lasted me six months and then just sat next to my apartment for the rest of the year um but you know, you just gotta, you gotta speak things. I was like, I'm gonna see the first production of OMG Studios in 2019. And then somebody offered me like a position at the Painted Bride to like put on a show. And so yeah. I had a show, I called some people and we made it happen. Like, mm-hmm. and I think like the thing is you say the thing and it might not always come out exactly how you visualized it, but it's still what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to recognize that and accept it as a step you know Mm -hmm. like be grateful that this was what happened because now that's the stepping stone for you to get to the next point right how what's your stance on specificity Mm, i think the more specific you are um the more likely you are to see exactly what you want Mm. um but sometimes if you don't know then I guess you're just leaving it up. You must like surprises, you know? If, <laughs> if you're like, I need a new wardrobe, um, and then all of a sudden you're just getting free t-shirts from whatever advertisement company is just like handing out free t-shirts, and you're like, that's not what I wanted. It's like, then that's not what you asked for. I don't know. <laughs> Can't be mad because you didn't specify. But if you're like, I want, um, like I've done this before. I've gone to the mall, and I was like, I need a nude strapless bra. Uh, with sticky stuff so I can do what I need to do and then I walked into the mall Victoria's Secret it was the only one in my size nothing else and I was like thank you that is exactly what I needed (laughs) perfect Uh, (laughs) and therefore I got what I needed Uh Um, yeah yeah I think if you're specific you'll see the specificity if you're vague you must have a surprise interesting so um, is that ever in contradiction with not quite spontaneity, but like, do you, Brianna, ever get sort of stuck on something specific that you might possibly miss that you're getting that thing that is like not quite exactly what you asked for, but it's the thing that might take you there? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. I think, like, um, asking for jobs. And then it's like, okay, well, there's some jobs, like jobs are just coming. Um, Like I, like I told myself, I'm not going to work any more non-art jobs, period. Mm. Um, And so I, since I've made that declaration, uh, I have not done it. Like I've been working as a teaching artist or a director or a playwright or an education assistant, uh, an artistic administrator, like literally the little things will come. um, And it's never what I expect. Like sometimes I really just get phone calls from out the blue and I'm like, who are you? Where did you find me? Like who whispered in your ear somewhere? Um, But I feel, I 
I'm a very yes and person. So mm -hmm. when I say yes and, um, I do the job and who knows what comes next. It feels like those doors open more do doors to other things. Mm -hmm. um, so I, again, like if it lines up, it's part of the plan and I'm just like waiting to see what comes afterwards. Mm. So it's, it's specific, but it's not rigid. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think so. Um, but I think that's also because, oh, I'm so sorry. Please go. You think it's also I was just saying, I think I just um, think it's also because I am willing to see what happens next. Like, I think I'm led by curiosity. Mm -hmm. um, so therefore, like, if something out the blue comes, I'm like, oh, what's this? Let me find out. Um, and I enjoy what it is and yeah. see what it leads to versus like, what is this? I don't know what that is. Push it aside. And then right. like you're closing doors on who knows what, like try everything twice. Maybe the first impression wasn't the best one. So mm -hmm. you got to try it again. Mm -hmm. I feel that I, <laughs> uh, every year, <laughs> at least once a year, I try foods that I don't like just to mm -hmm. make sure that I still don't like them. So I used to hate mushrooms and now they're truly my favorite food. And that's only because I kept going. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to keep changing. So it's like, ah, I didn't like it back then, but I'll try it again. Still yeah. don't like it. All right, we'll try later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest, though. Mushrooms are the only ones that have actually converted. Everything else, I'm still like, ugh. I'm no so sorry. It's I would okay. say that I used to be like a diehard ketchup fan and hated mustard, and now I can't stand ketchup. Love mustard. Mm, mm, mm. So that's the life I live. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the life you live. Uh, I noticed something really tiny in your rhetoric: want versus will. Your mm. declarations, and even what you're saying, you're never saying I want to do something. You're saying I will, or this is happening, and. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so powerful. That's so uh, probably important in terms of distinctions. Wanting is a very ethereal, um, non-tangible thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's the, it's the difference between like dreams and goals, um. you know? Um, so like a dream is something that you're like, oh, I wish I had this thing. Wouldn't it be cool? And it's like, okay, make it a goal because goals come with like plans and action steps. So like, what are you going to do to achieve the goal versus like, this is the dream. Okay. Turn your dreams into goals. Um, and I, back to like speaking things to existence. If I'm just like, I will work for this company. I will do this thing Then I'm constantly in an active mindset. Um, so it's like being on the lookout for the ways and opportunities that you can actually fulfill the goal. Um, and if you're not seeing it just like fall out of the sky, um, <laughs> then you're more willing or more likely to willing and likely to make the steps happen for yourself. Like, um, like my first black cloud festival happened because it was part of like my senior thesis. Um, and I heard too many students who were like, ah, oh, we wish that we could be black characters that weren't just maids and um, slaves. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be the spunky black friend. I want to like be a lead. I want to do this. Or we don't get opportunities to see our work showcase. And it's like, okay, so 
let's do it then. Like, let's create the event where we can fulfill all of those goals ourselves. Like, we don't have to wish for it. We can make it happen. So mm -hmm. let's do it. Um, and therefore it exists. Like, we made it happen. And like, that was going to be a side project. But once somebody also sees that, like, this is something you're dedicated to, um, is when my advisor was like, do you want this to be your senior project? And I was like, yes. She's like, okay, because then we can like put resources into it. I'm like, I already said yes. <laughs> <She's> like, <"Do laughs> you <want> <laughs> Other people involved? I'm like, absolutely. Like, of uh -huh. course. Um, so it's like once, once you have the plan, then it's more likely that other people will be there to help back and support you too. Like if mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, this is something I want to do, then it's like, okay, let me know when you really want to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that. It is action oriented and internally driven, which is something that I really jive with. Mm -hmm. On to the seedling round, cacao, where short questions lead to tasty answers. Oh, I love oh. this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you measure time? I just want to sing. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but I don't know the words. I'm a, such a bad theater kid. Um, in something, in something, in something, in cups of coffee. <laughs> I knew it was going to be rent. <laughs> yes. Um, you measure it in love. There you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, at first, you look at a clock. Um, but now I would also say... Since we're in quarantine, I measure time by like the amount of energy that I'm willing to give to something. Mm. Um, I measure time by songs sometimes because it's like play the playlist. It's like the playlist was four hours where it's it's starting to repeat now. So I guess <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, what day is it? I don't know. When's the last time I had that scheduled meeting? Thursday. So I guess it's Thursday again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. I very much feel that. What, since quarantine, has driven growth for you? Mm. Time alone. Because um, I've always been a busy beaver. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always like, you go from one job to the next job, and then there's like all this time that you spend on buses and in transportation. Um, but since I've been like forced to just like sit still, then that gives me more time to like actually do the things that I want to do, like mm -hmm. dance around my apartment aimlessly or like work on a giant painting. Um, Cause now I have the time to dedicate to those things mm -hmm. or like just sit and reflect like journal and read some books, have some heartfelt conversations with friends that I don't get to see all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like I have more time and I get to use it how I want. That yeah. gives me growth. Beautiful. What of your mediums are you drawn to the most right now? Ooh. It's tricky because I'm working on all of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that I feel like painting feels like my art therapy as an artist mm -hmm. so that's the one I, I really did just start like a new giant painting mm -hmm. um and I'm filming the process and writing a poem to underscore it so it's really like cool. 
an interdisciplinary work, but I have other homework to do today, but I'm really craving the painting. Like, yeah. Yeah. so I think that's, that's the one that's feeding my soul the most right now is mm. with paint on canvas. Cause I don't think about it as much. It doesn't require as much thinking. I just do. Right. Um, and then when me and that piece can have a conversation is when I know it's done, but it's mm. more just like moving off of instinct. And then I'm like, four hours past that that playlist is on repeat now yeah mm. beautiful cacao that ends the seedling round isn't it such Ooh. an energizing sound yes <laughs> <laughs> um i like to end the podcast with two questions i don't know why i did this <laughs> i also i would just like to let the listener know that there were infinite uh, visual gags during this episode <laughs> <laughs> just mostly peace signs <laughs> mostly peace signs uh certainly weird facial expression <laughs> okay oh well but many smiles many so smiles. many smiles okay two things i like to end with please manifest your greatest ambition right here on the podcast okay my greatest ambition is to create um, a multimedia empire um, under the name of OMG Studios. I would love to have um, theaters and actual film studios and galleries all across the country. Um, specifically right now, looking for like LA, Philly, and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also like to have like cruise lines and fashion shows. And um, I want to open up a Christian club called The Garden so that way I can go dance with my friends and drink juice and yes. party till 3 a.m. on juice and good music. On juice and JC. <laughs> there you go! <laughs> um, so that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate goal right now is to just like essentially be a whole conglomerate but like not focused on me. It's again like trying to give opportunities to other people who want to like be showrunners and writers and creators and do all the things and inspire so many kids and have scholarships and like get them all jobs and internships and those credits. Um, ah, I can't wait to inspire so many people. Oh man. <laughs> OMG Studios is going to be so brolic. I we love that. to be on Disney level. <laughs> yes. Wow. The cruise lines killed me. I was not prepared for that at all. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's on its way to you. Yeah, that's it's coming. How, it will happen. Yeah. Then the second thing is, um, what is the question of the week? Ooh, the question of this week is, how well will I balance um, the work I need to do with the work I need to do with myself? Hmm. Hmm. How well will I balance the work I need to do with myself? No, with the work I need to do with myself. So like the mandatory work to get the job done yeah. versus like the work I need to like keep myself afloat. Oh. The self-care versus the pay bills care. Yep. Yeah. We're talking different levels of the, the pyramid, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you mind just repeating it one more time altogether? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, like in the in the clarified way. Okay. Not in the um, clarified way. You can just say exactly what you said the first time. I just misheard you. 
how will I balance the work I need to do mm-hmm. with the work I need to do on myself? Great. So that's the question of the week, everyone. Feel free to DM me your answers. Someone started doing that and I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> so Just start dropping polls. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Great. Well, um, where can the people find you? Um, you can follow one of my three Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. OMG underscore presents or OMG underscore artwork or mm-hmm. OHMY underscore G-A-U-S-E. Because if you didn't know, my last name is Goss. Oh my Goss. Mm-hmm. OMG. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, shout out your website too. Just, you know. Oh, ohmygoss.com. It's currently under revamp, which is why I don't talk about it a lot. Will it um, be in like two months? Oh, yeah. For okay, sure. yeah. Well, now that I've said it, yeah, two months. <laughs> okay, great. It's just I have, um, everyone wanted to record in August, so I have a lot of backlog. So this won't come out for some time. You'll probably forget That's, about it. <laughs> I will have a website done by the time it's there. All of this will be unnecessary because you'll just see it (laughs) (laughs) amazing thank you so much for being a guest i love you so hard your hair looks incredible distracting me the entire time i'm so sorry um but at the same time i'm glad it inspires (laughs) (laughs) thank you yay you made it to the end of the episode i hope you had a great time i hope that you learned something from brianna Um, and hopefully you giggled as much as we did, but I just want to wrap up the three or four things that I felt like were the biggest, my biggest tech takeaways. Create systems to support your plan A instead of putting energy into creating a plan B. No one can read your mind, so you have to ask for what you want and say what you need and then have confidence that you will receive what you need and what you ask for and then be very specific in your declarations or manifestations so thank you for listening to this episode if you liked it please share please subscribe give us a rating and a review five stars please i'll see you in the next one